Welcome back to Challenges of Faith radio program. I'm Gary McCann. Thank you for joining. I'd like to acknowledge God and our listeners. A very weird thing has happened on this story I'm about to share. A strange old lady has moved into my house. She says, I have no idea who she is, where she came from, or how she got in. I certainly did not invite her. All I know is that one day she wasn't there, next day she was. She's a clever old lady and manages to keep out of sight for the most part. But whenever I pass a mirror, I catch a glimpse of her, and whenever I look in the mirror to check my appearance, there she is, hogging the whole thing, completely messing up my gorgeous face and body. This is very rude. I've tried screaming at her, but she just screams back. If she insists on hanging around, the least she could do is pay part of the rent. But no, every once in a while, I find a dollar bill stuck in a coat pocket or some loose change under the sofa cushion, but it is nearly not enough. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I think she's stealing money from me. I go to the ATM and withdraw $100, and a few days later, it's gone. I certainly don't spend money that fast. I can only conclude the old lady is stealing from me. You think she would spend some of that money to buy wrinkle cream. Lord knows she needs it. And money isn't the only thing I think she's stealing. Food seems to disappear at an alarming rate, especially the good stuff like ice cream, cookies, and candy. I can't seem to keep that stuff in the house anymore. She must have a real sweet tooth, but she better watch it because she's really putting on those pounds. Taking the fun out of shopping for clothes. Try something on, she stands in front of the dressing room mirror and monopolizes it. She totally looks ridiculous in some of those outfits. Plus, she keeps me from seeing how great they look on me. <laughs> Just when I thought she couldn't get any meaner, she proved me wrong. She came along when I went to get my picture taken for my driver's license. And just as the camera shutter clicked, she jumped in front of me. No one is going to believe that that picture of that old lady is me. Today's relational topic, I just want you to be slender in the relationship. You know, everybody have different reasons for wanting to lose weight. Some people might want to lose it so that they can lower their blood pressure or their cholesterol, while others might want to simply feel more comfortable in their own skin. Because, you know, there are benefits now. There are benefits that just improve cardiovascular health. It makes your face look more attractive. And in order to do so, you know you'll need to lower your BMI by about 2.5 points. And that means that ladies and guys, guys and ladies of average height would need to lose about, let's see, 14, 18 pounds. How about the person that's put on weight? What's going on with you in that relationship? 
Are you avoiding intimacy? Because you know if a person feels unattractive, then you're going to assume that your partner also going to find you unattractive and you're likely to avoid putting yourself in a position that may lead to them rejecting you or you them. But you know, when you think about it, it can actually lead to challenging changes in your relationships with that one that you say you love or maybe your so-called friends. Because you know, some people experience immediate positive mental and emotional changes with mental impact to their relationship. And other people, however, need more time and support as they and their loved ones adjust to their new body size. But what does some of the experts say? Some of the experts say that overweight men, yeah, you men, you might attract the ladies more physically attractive than yourselves, especially if they're rich and famous. You are rich and famous, aren't you? And overweight ladies might attract men more physically attractive than themselves if they have a pretty face and show a winning personality. You notice how weight affects who you're willing to date and who's willing to date you. You know, to have a relationship. You know, experts say that losing a lot of weight could cause changes in your mind and your body. So it's not just physical, it's mental as well. Because some people feel cold and have trouble sleeping, and others may develop what is known as sagging skin and stretch marks as a result of that weight loss. So you got to keep in mind people's relationships with themselves and others could also change. But you already thought about that, didn't you? Did you hear about the study over in the U.K. where a third of women said they end up eating more after moving in with their partner, and that's causing them to put on weight? Did you hear about the study of 1,300 men and women that carried out it was carried out about Centrum Multivitamins. You are taking those vitamins, aren't you? But it found that a third of men became slender, slimmer after moving in with their partners as they tended to reduce their food intake. So what's going on, guys? You done moved in with the person that you say you love, and you're not eating their food? Well, many said they switched to foods they considered more womanly, such as yogurt and salad. You know what the nutritionists say? They say couples who prepare food together often do not take into account their different dietary needs when they're dishing out those equal portions of the same meals. Okay, now I know there are those of you, yeah, I know you are, from the spiritual biblical standpoint, you know, well, before I continue, let me take a sip of my water since it's been sitting there looking at me. Saying, Gary, when are you going to take a step? But from a spiritual standpoint, what does the Word of God says about weight, being slender, overweight in a relationship? Well, one reason the Bible warns us against obesity, because it's often a sign that food has become too important to us. In other words, a sign of gluttony. You know, in the book of Proverbs 23, verse 20, it says, Do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat. But do you notice nothing in the Bible specifically addresses obesity and weight loss? But there's a lot in there about the importance of your health, my health, and taking care of our bodies. 
And again, notice how God warns us against gluttony. And maybe your beloved parents did the same thing to you or that beloved partner that's in your life. But you got to remember when you're looking at the word, all scripture is not to you and I. But we can apply it if it's applicable. And speaking of the word, did you notice that in the Old Testament, God gave specific instructions about what his people, the Israelites, were to eat? And you can see that in Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 1 through 21. I know you're going to write it down. Do you notice that most of these commands were designed to keep the Israelis from eating harmful foods that would negatively impact their health? Do you notice it's about their health? And some of the commands were also given so God's people wouldn't imitate the habits of the idolatrous people around them. You know, individuals who did not acknowledge or worship God. Maybe that's you. But when you look in the Word, when you're looking at gluttony, which again is overeating or drinking to excess, again, you notice how it's condemned? Because it can lead to health risks and become a drain on one's finances. And you got to keep in mind that the love of food and drink can become an idol in your life. You know, number one, that's all you think about. The moment you go to sleep, the moment you wake up, you're going through the day, you can't even have a relationship because number one is the food. And you got to remember that anything that takes the place of God or becomes number one, Focus in our life by definition is an idol. So what's become an idol in your life? But we're talking about from a relational standpoint. Has food become number one in your life as a relationship? You know, the word calls it a sin against God. You can see that in Exodus, Exodus chapter 20, verse 3 through 6. And, and as you continue to read it, I know you are. Then head on toward Proverbs again, 23, verse 2, because it encourages you, in essence, to, you know, restrain your appetite. You say, well, Gary, this is talking about the Old Testament. When you know I'm going to take a sip of my water, it's giving you a chance to do the same thing, only if you want to. But in the New Testament, Paul, the Apostle Paul, do you notice he tells followers of Jesus Christ that their bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? You can find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20. And he's letting us know that we should take care of our bodies and keep them healthy as possible. So you know that being obese can lead to multiple health problems, including back and knee and, of course, that relates to your heart complications. So you got to be wise about food, drink, and exercising as well. Because you also have to remember there are medical conditions and medicines that lead to weight gain. And those may prevent you from carrying out your proper exercise. You are exercising, aren't you? So you got to remember some circumstances require much greater effort than the average person that's expending to keep one's weight under control. You are keeping that in mind, are you not? 
And why are you keeping in mind? And you got to remember, there is no extenuating circumstances, and being overweight is usually an outward sign of a life out of balance. Is your life out of balance? Is the person in your life, from a relational standpoint, causing you to be out of balance, or are you causing yourself? Because you got to remember, anxiety and depression are a couple of the most common reasons to eat out of balance. You know that anxious eating. And it's much more common than a lot of people realize. And, of course, now going back to the Word, because the Word has plenty to say about how to deal with anxiety and depression. Do you notice over in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, how that God continuously tells his children not to fear and to cast their cares upon him? Do you notice how our Savior taught us to seek a balance between the physical and the spiritual? Remember over in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, where it says, man shall not live, woman is too now, that's generic, shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So you got to keep in mind, I know you're either striving for balance in our eating habits and balancing our physical needs with our spiritual necessities. Guess what it requires? Wisdom. You know it does. So while you think about Staying slender, being slim, what's your motive? Because you got to remember weight loss requires more than simply desiring to lose weight because it's possible to desire something and never attain it. And in the life of Christ, we got to make decisions that take off the old self and put on the new self like Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 through 24 talks about. And to attain a balance in our diet, that means we got to put aside those old habits and develop new ones. And while we're thinking about the life in Christ, do you notice that it teaches us that success is easier when we are sharing the journey with others? So in the same way, weight loss is best accomplished with others who can provide some degree of accountability. You do have that person in your life, don't you? Because you got to remember, you got to be careful not to become obsessed with that body image of yours. Let me ask you a question. You don't mind, do you? Men, women, women, men, do, do you? Are you so caught up in your body image that the mirror that you're carrying around, you also have some exercise equipment in your wallet or in your, your purse? You got to remember when something besides God becomes a major focus of life, it is sin. Think about it. To constantly obsess about exercise, diet, and weight loss means we've allowed our bodies to become the center of our lives. Yep, that's what it is. It's become an obsession. Is that you? And you know that it can also lead to a negative impact on your health. So the bottom line is that the Lord wants his children to take good care of your body since your bodies are the resident of the Holy Spirit. And you got to keep in mind that a strong, healthy body helps you and I better to serve God and thus bring glory and honor to him. And that's our motive for living. The Lord wants us to keep our focus on him and not fall into obsessing about weight gain, weight loss, or food and drink, any of which can become an idol in our lives. So, What's your motive in in that relationship? Who are you doing it for? 
Why are you doing it? Because at the end of the day, as a believer of the house of the faith, God wants our hearts. And in that relationship, is that what that person wants? Your heart or your body, your mind, your looks? You got to keep in mind, body weight and outward image are overemphasized in our society. And while you and I strive to honor God with our bodies, like 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20 talks about, do you notice how God is more interested in how we treat each other and our loyalty to him than our physical weight? How about you and your relationship? So what is your motive now for one to be slim, slender, for others in your relationship? What is your motive? All right, coming up, coming Saturday, Artificial Intelligence Part 2, Sunday morning, kindness, Sunday evening, Pamela Cohn. I interview. And next time we'll discuss the money in the relationship. I know you'll be there. When the giant's tower over my face And I'm frozen by the battles I face There is just one place I go to In the shelter of you.